Back to the finish, I feel the spirit moving through the city. I got the light shining, come get it. Walking with Christ, moving where it's gritty. Walking with Christ, moving where it's gritty. I feel the spirit moving through the city. I see the people trying to bring them with me. We got a light, tell them come and get it. Yeah. Walk, 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 walk. I walk, 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 walk. So, it is my, it is truly um, an honor and a privilege to announce my guest today. Um, today, I have the privilege of uh, interviewing my, my friend, my brother, my mentor, my discipler, um, just uh, one of the most important people in my life, uh, Pastor Sam. So welcome on the Glory Gen podcast, Pastor Sam. Oh, um, thank you, Josh. Yeah. It's a pleasure and a uh, privilege to be here, man. I can't believe that I have uh, this time with you on this podcast. Yeah. Looking forward to chat with you today. Yeah, uh, this is weird. I'm I'm already getting emotional. Yeah, <laughs> we just started talking. It's beautiful. Um, that's f- the funny thing is that you're sitting on the glory gen podcast and about a year ago you the, the word the name glory gen yeah was something that you said um how did that how did that come about remind me i, I forgot i forgot where we were or what how did yeah. that god 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 spoke that word to you how did that happen that's true yeah it was in february i think in february 6th if i uh, remember exactly the day that I was in the secret place, that I was spending time with the Lord. Yeah. And actually, I was with two people, one from UK and the other one from Australia. And we were praying. Uh, once a week, we'll be praying on a Saturday and for one hour, and then we will take communion. Mm-hmm. We never met each other, but uh, basically, that's what we've been doing for weeks and weeks. And uh, at that time, instead of being seven and eight people, we're just... Uh, three of us mm. and we ended uh the time of prayer and taking communion and immediately the lord said ask the other two to pray for another 15 minutes because i want to speak to you wow. so basically what i heard this is speak to all of us and immediately once i told them that continue praying because god wants to speak to us and this time he wants us to speak you know to spend more uh, time and prayer 15 minutes extra today so once i started that 15 minutes the first seconds i had my ipad on my lap and i was looking at the map of egypt and actually i was putting my two hands on that map and praying and immediately the lord started to talk to me and remind me with joshua 1 3 every place that your foot will be trodden upon that i have given it to you as a uh told Moses that's the words of God to Joshua and then the Lord started to tell me that he's sending me to Egypt to raise a Joshua generation that's going to be a glory generation that's going to fulfill their destiny and walk in everything that have written about them and you will be Joshua to them taking them to their promised lands which is the spiritual promised land is fulfilling their destiny and they will be Joshua's to other people as well and he gave me all kind of details. That's, 
that's, <laughs> that's, that's how it came that's over it came a year about. ago. Yeah. The Joshua generation, the, the glory generation. See, he had two of them. So, yeah. I got excited when you said a word, and I know it's one of your favorite words. It's the word <laughs> destiny. So, yeah. um, I want to. So, you are now walking in your destiny, I believe, um, but you weren't always walking in your destiny. There was, um, there was a time where you were a believer, a Christian, a pastor, even. Yeah. But um, you were not walking in your destiny. True. Um, talk about how the switch came about. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, I, know, I know your life is broken up into two segments, as you say. Yeah. Pre, pre-2019 and post-2019. So mm-hmm. talk about pre and post. Yeah, that's how I uh, describe my life as uh, pre-2019 and post-2019 because something huge happened in my life, an amazing thing that happened, a shift in my spiritual walk and understanding of the things of God and eternal things and ministry and, you know, uh, just on this side of heaven, why I'm here, the purpose, the destiny, and all this good stuff came... uh, from the beginning of 2019. So pre-19, I was pastoring two churches um, at the same time in Northern Virginia and D.C. area. Uh, since 2008, I was pastoring an existing church in Manassas, Virginia, and then planted another church with a friend of mine in 2014 in another county, in Loudoun County. So Prince William County and Loudoun County and I was doing everything in the book since I started to minister in D.C. area since 2002. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was pouring my life in these two churches, small groups, uh, yeah, marketplace evangelism, yeah, conferences, everything that you can imagine. So I was extremely busy doing things for the Lord. But I didn't find that joy and fulfillment, I felt there's something missing, especially in the end of 18, it was October of 2018, when I started to feel there's something more into the Christian life than just preparing messages and delivering and teaching other people, discipling them, sharing the gospel, and and all this were just amazing things. But I was, uh, I felt like there is a void inside of me and there's something more. Yeah, I think think what you said is, is true because what you were doing, there was nothing wrong with what you were doing. It's all good stuff. It's yeah. just, I think the key word that you said was you were working for the Lord. Yes. And you, and it was more of a, uh, of a duty or of a responsibility rather than, yeah, than anything else. So, I, yeah, I, I felt like this is a nice Christian career, since it's like a job. But not in that sense of being hired. I know I'm still serving God and I'm accountable to God and the churches as well. But I just felt there's something missing. And uh, because I read things in the Bible, it doesn't match that we live this for today. And I hear other people walking in their destiny and the supernatural in a depth of Christianity that I know about. But I felt this is for a certain group of people, or that was 2,000 years ago. It's not applicable to us today. Yeah. Uh, and there is like, it ceased to be in the first century. So that's, that's wild. So you, you heard about other Christians 
not just not just from reading the Bible, but you heard about other believers yeah. that were living a life that you only read about. Exactly. Yeah. It was good in the book of Acts, and it was good, like, you know, for, for certain people center certain uh, countries and, uh, you know, places, but that's not what we have now in the churches. So it was that dilemma, and I just felt there's, uh, there's something missing in my life, and I started to feel hungry at the end of 18, and it was Thanksgiving and Christmas for two churches. It was a very busy season to do any changes. But I resolved in my heart in the beginning of 2019 that's going to be, uh, if the Lord allows me to step into 2019, I will be starting to be a Mary, mm. sitting at the feet of Jesus instead of being a Martha. Because mm. I felt like I've been a Martha, just doing things for God and doing instead of being, not knowing that God is interested of being than doing. Because the being will determine the doing, but you can do a lot of things for God and without really having the character that God wants you to have. And uh, that's very dangerous of doing things for God and being busy for God and serving a God that you don't know, you know about in the scripture, you know about in information, you know about through books and sermons, but not to the extent that I know him personally, like Moses and walk with him like Enoch, or obey him like Joshua. So, and I felt like there's something so great that happened, but these are biblical characters. It's not for me today, yeah. you know, living in this generation or doing this. Like, I don't need this. It's almost like doing what you think God wants you to do. Exactly. Because what you're saying, what you're describing is, you know, Mary thought, was, yeah. it, was it Mary that was working? No, Martha. Martha. Was Martha working. thought that's what yeah. God wanted. Yeah, and, and a lot she of believers, with good intention. Good intentions. A lot yeah. of believers believe that they're doing yeah. what God wants them to do. Yeah. Not knowing that God will tell you what He wants you to do when you get to know Him, when you are, you know, recognizing His voice, and and you're gonna get into to to how that happened for you. But yes. I just wanted to make that point that there's so many people that are are acting from a place of of they, they believe that they're doing what God wants them to do without really knowing what God wants them to do. Exactly, because this is what they've been taught in Bible colleges or ministries or missions or denominations, and that's what they see other people doing. So this is if you want to serve God, go and get Christian education, become a missionary or a pastor or a leader or a teacher, and uh, just you, you doing something in the context of a local church or a mission field, and you're serving God. And it, it, no details exactly, but just in general. So I felt like I'm a serving a God that I don't really personally know, but I know about. And that was like, I don't know how I can describe that, but I felt like I don't have that intimacy. And I felt like, you know, I need to a reset. And I was willing in the beginning of 2019, in January 1st, I resolved that in December 20, uh, 31st of 2018 that I'm going to be spending time with the Lord and, uh, you know, quiet time. I didn't have my favorite word <laughs> been said yet, but, you know, in a closet that turned to be actually, I started to love the word, the secret place. 
And that came from Psalm 91, verse 1. Yeah, and a lot of people that don't know you or would assume maybe because you were a pastor that that's something that you were doing. But yeah. those that, like, you know, someone like me that knows you knows that you uh, are a busy bee. You like, you like to be working. Yeah, you do. like to be out in the field, in the marketplace, and you... Quiet time yeah. in secret place is not something that comes naturally to you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a challenging. To be honest, it's a, it's kind of boring. So I was spending my prayer time in the car, driving from place to place, or in the marketplace where noise, and that's what I love to draw my energy from. It's just I was a workaholic. Mm. I love to do things for God. I love to uh, performance achievements. I don't like idleness. I don't like quietness because it makes my mind like dull. And I feel like, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't see a value on that. You know, that's before, that's pre-19. Right. <laughs> and totally changed in the beginning of 2019 because, oh man, I just felt like I missed a lot of my spiritual walk with the Lord. And I wish I knew that when I was in my 20s and the beginning of my ministry uh, and all this. But I was so grateful that I got to learn that in the beginning of 2019, there is a place called the secret place. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's Moses wrote this psalm, even if his name is not there. But basically that place that the psalmist is talking about is the holy of holies with the cherubim on that uh the ark of the covenant and the holy of holies that the high priest will go once a year that's where the glory of god will come that's where the blood of the atonement and the day of the atonement once a year will be put on that ark of the covenant and god accepting that will come the glory of god of god will come you know in a different shapes in the Old Testament, the tabernacle, and then in the in the a temple. Yeah. So God was inviting me to come and sit with him. And he told me in my spirit, when I say God told me for our viewers, you know, it's not in an audible voice. You have the Holy Spirit. And you can hear the voice of the Lord. It's very easy. It's not challenging. A, a lot of people so would think it, that hearing that? the voice of the Lord is something like, wow, it's like not weird, but it's strange. And how we can do that, what the logistics, how do you know that God is talking to you, not your thoughts, yeah. not Satan even, you know. Yeah, that's that's something that I learned in our season together this, right. this past season is how to recognize God's voice. And I feel... Like for a long time, I was also wait expecting a yeah. an audible voice. Yeah. And, um, but but now I I I I understand what you're saying mm. of when the Lord is drawing you in to spend time with Him. It's it's a it's a hunger. It's a thirst. It's a yeah, it's, so a it's an invitation. An invita yeah. It's it's a prompting. Like come. Yeah. I need or or like you just feel like you need to be in his presence oh man it's uh, he longs for that more than us and he has been waiting he never left his place so the idea is intimacy is what God longs for and the secret place is the place that you have to come and God said you need to disconnect from people and things and you need to reconnect 
to connect with me in the secret place where I can share my hopes, my my pleasures with you, my secrets with you, because the 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 secrets of the Lord for those who fear Him, mm-hmm. and not to be afraid of Him, but to love on Him and spend time with Him, like Moses. Moses knew God, and the people of Israel knew the acts of God, but knew knew Moses knew God personally, how He reacts how he thinks they became friends yeah. he knew him face to face yeah and that that's the amazing thing about god inviting us and what he told told me what the lord told me in february even 2022 over a year ago from this recording in march of 2023 that god told me that the key is intimacy the key to what yeah the key to success to prosperity to victory to fulfillment to satisfaction to effectiveness to usefulness to fulfill your purpose and destiny the key of living the life that god has for you all of it because he has written books about you before you were born according to psalm 139 16 that you knew me before i became me and you have written everything in your book about me before one day came to pass. Mm-hmm. So the idea is, uh, this kind of lingo, you know, uh, and words were foreign to me. It's just like, you know, what do you mean that books written about me before I was born? You mean God's plan, God's purpose, and God's destiny for my life was pre-planned, and it's rigged in my favor, and it's actually written before I was born. When you read, you know, about, say, Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 1, Four and five, the call of God to young Jeremiah. He was uh, a priest, probably thirty years old. That's the the, uh, the legal age of being a priest at that time. Say, and the words of the word of the Lord came to me, uh, and said that before I formed you in the womb, I have knew you, and before you came out of your mother's womb, I have sanctified you. Mm-hmm. I made you a prophet for the nation. So that means God just knew. Jeremiah, because he's going to be a prophet, but he knew every person, a believer and non-believer, saved or non-saved, lost or saved, he wrote books about each one of us because he wants us to walk in everything that he planned. And he's a good father. There is no bad days in that divine design destiny that God has for us. Mm. But for these books in the library of heaven to be open, Mm. it springs out from a relationship with the author, and to know the person that wrote this about you and trust him so he can help you to walk in them because he can lead you if you're a believer by the holy spirit and that's actually when the book's being opened Mm. and fulfilled you have to have that relationship through jesus christ you have to invite god in and jesus into your heart and make him the lord and the savior of your life and that's when the Holy Spirit comes and resides inside of you, sealing you for the day of redemption, writing your name in the book of life, and you will be saved and have eternal life. But before that, you're lost. Mm. You have no idea about that God. You're not inviting him in. And he gave us the greatest liability that he risked, but out of love that he did that for us. And that's basically a free will to say no to our creator. So why do you think most Christians are not living that life? 
because basically the letting their circumstances, the upbringing, their culture, and their plans that leading them and actually writing their own story that they why they end up with a messed up life and hopes and destroyed destinies and dying before they fulfill their own destiny because they don't have that connection with God to lead them to the good things that he written about them. So ignorance is not blessed. My people perish for the lack of knowledge. My people went to captivity for the lack of knowledge. So we we are kept in a small place, and the enemy kept us ignorant about a life with God and the secret place, a powerful life that he can lead you and care for every details of your life, even if you were making a right turn or a left turn on the highway or just, you know, choosing things to, to, uh, to eat or things even to to walk in and meetings and we think that god doesn't care about these details in our life no they yeah. do he does and i think what com- i think what, what what i feel like this 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 prompting from the holy spirit to address this which is mm-hmm. um the argument of free will and i think that a lot of believers say well where's where's the free will and yeah. i think my answer is and i want to hear yours but my answer <laughs> is free will is and you get to choose yeah god's plan or your plan oh. You know, uh, what, what are your thoughts? It's, that's absolutely right. So he's written things about you before you, you became you, but to God was known because God ha- is not linear like us, doesn't have past, present, and future. God is cyclical. Everything is now. So before he breathed us into our mother's womb, every human being, God thought of us, and he sent us with a blueprint and with a book called the Book of Destiny. That's the whole blueprint that we have as human beings to live a fulfilled life. And he sent us here with a purpose. There's no higher purpose and a smaller purpose. It's just different ones. So God placed us in, in cultures, in ethnic groups, in continents, in countries, in places. And he had plans that will fit our calling in life and our purpose. And for, for us to choose that, we have to choose him first not what he has for us. We have to choose him as uh, uh, our God and our personal Lord and Savior. And that's when you become a part of the family and you're invited to walk in this. But meanwhile, not everyone invites God into his heart in Jesus and be saved. Are, yeah, yeah, and those, and are, and those are the Christians, I believe, that, and I don't blame these people. I, yeah. I, I more so blame the, the culture um, that some of the... Um, the culture that seeped into the church, actually yeah. the enemy that infiltrated the church, yeah. that that took away or or watered down yeah. the part about God, Jesus being Lord, yeah. and only presenting him as the Savior. Yes. Um, and I believe that most people are not walking in their destinies. They're not mm-hmm. experiencing the power that God has for yeah. them because they are deceived into believing that Jesus yeah. can be Savior, yeah. but not Lord. Yes, they want to give him residency, but not presidency. I love that. Yeah, they basically view salvation as a fire insurance, you know, that if something happened, but they don't want the full experience for Jesus to become their Lord, to die to self, so he can live inside of them. They live in the minimum of salvation, which is, I'm so glad I said a prayer when I was 12 or 13 or 25 or 7, and I became a Christian, and what's the definition of a Christian saying a prayer? 
so just you can get God to write your name in the book of life so you're set for life so you're not afraid of dying and going to hell and then living your life as you wish and as the culture dictates and you know your hopes without God I don't think so that's a genuine salvation because you cannot be a temple of the Holy Spirit living within you 24 7 and you have the Word of God I hope that you're reading that book and believing that book and letting the Holy Spirit using the Word of God, the eternal Word of God, to lead you into your destiny. Yeah. But the one thing that I blame about that, to be honest, more than the world and Satan, mm. I blame, or the culture around us, I blame leaders. Yeah. Because these are the people that they lead the church of God. Because the problem to me, there's a lot of people are went, but not sent. What does that mean? Uh, yeah, you have to be sent by God, mm. not went by yourself. Because a lot of people, they had a desire to minister, so they go, say, to Bible college and become pastors. Right. But that's not in their book of this, and they've never been called to have that, you know, calling in their life, you know, to, to become pastors and lead the people. So right. if you have the wrong person in that pulpit, guess what? God will never bless that mm. because he's not in that, sitting you cannot manipulate god god doesn't have a plan b and c okay he's not supposed to do that but he did it so let's change you know the, his destiny and say that we're going to bless him despite of yeah. not being went if you read for instance uh, you know the book of jeremiah jeremiah 23 probably when god talks about the prophets that been never been sent by god but they went by themselves mm. god's not going to bless these you know, leaders. To me, that's a key. Because if you have the right person that walks with God, mm. called by God, walks by God, you know, in the Holy Spirit, in power and victory and understanding of these things, he will teach and she will teach their congregation and these people will catch that fire and will walk in that. But if I'm sitting under teaching, you know, for so many years to say, this is not for today, there's no gifts needed today there is no uh certain things today because we have the full you know word of god being you know uh completed and we have 66 books that was needed in the first century when when this and they put expiration date when god put a period so you don't put a question mark or expression date on something and assume that you understand that was needed for the first century is not good for 20 23. Well, well, you said something. You said that God didn't bless those ministries. Yeah. But the problem here in the West is yeah. that we associate blessings with yeah. finances. So oh, and church, with number and growth. And with numbers and growth. So if you yeah. if you have a church that's exponentially growing every week, that means more members, that means bigger buildings, that yeah. means more money. Yeah. They associate that with a blessing. God is blessing our ministry because that. we're big. I understand that it's uh, the thing is uh, what's the difference between these churches and the uh, social clubs or any other organization you can grow anything i always tell people when we have this conversation it's like give me 50 million dollars i will set up the best location the best program for kids so i can bring young families the best coffee shop inside of this the best team worship team the best you know uh handsome nice looking preachers in these and i can do a church without god 
And people, guess what? People will come. I said, no, 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 no. I don't think so. That it can work that, like that. Yet God will never bless a person is not called and the church is not doing that for his glory. No, I've been in the churches. has nothing to do with any of the biblical foundation of anything. And then they can grow. Yeah. And they can, they have budgets, they have people, they have missions, they have activities, they, they have all together. So from the outside, they say, wow, you are really awesome, growing a church, and God is blessing you. Yeah. You have to define that blessing. Because there is a lot of churches like the, the book of uh, Revelation, the first church of the seven churches, uh, the church is the church of uh, Ephesus. When they're so busy for God and doing things, and God said, I take notice of that, but that's not what I require. Yeah. You have left your first love. And there's a lot of things, you know, people, they think it's a blessing because they measure that according to the culture, to the numbers, to the growth, to the, how big is the budget is, how many people they go to these buildings, how big is, is that ministry, how effective is that ministry. Yeah. Could, you could do anything in the flesh. Money talks. Yeah. You can do a church without God. You can do a church without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, because you're going to, you know, you, you're going to teach people things that they will love to hear. And that's what the Apostle Paul wrote in First or Second Timothy to Timothy in the latter days, in the last days, that people will gather to themselves, that the people themselves will gather to themselves, will call on people, on leaders, teachers that tickles the ear, the ears. So basically, they will tell them things that they make them feel good and live in their sense. And we all, we just all, at, not, sinners, not uh, yeah, we grace. all sinners. Exactly, you are not attaining perfection yet. It's okay to be this. Yeah. They don't teach deliverance, holiness, power, victory, continuous. Not like, you know, by luck or maybe... Or, you know, you're on your own. That's not the Christian life as the Bible describes it. That's not what Jesus died for. This is not the power of the blood of Jesus to cause us to walk in this. That doesn't mean we're not going to, you know. What's that, what's that verse uh, that, that he's, is it, I think it's in Timothy, right? Is that Second Timothy that he's talking about? Um, he's warning Timothy about that. The, the last days. The, the last people, days. What, that's the, I think it's First Timothy chapter 4 first, about the characteristics of people. In the in the last days, yeah. What what verses that? Do you it just from one all the way to five, and then he tells him, you know, in Second Timothy chapter three as well. There is a list very similar, and when he tells him like the um, the part that he's telling him, like this is going to be the most dangerous time, pretty yeah. much. What's that? Second Timothy what chapter three? There's Second Timothy chapter three oh. in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. he says. In the Verse last one. days, there will be very difficult times. Yeah. So I love. I heard. I heard John Bevere talking about yeah. this, and he's like, "Well, what's very difficult times? Yeah. Because back, you know, Paul was persecuted mm-hmm. more than we're seeing persecution in the church today. Yeah. There was a lot more persecution. There was a lot mm-hmm. more hardship back then. So yeah. he's saying, "Why is today? Why are in the last days? Is it going to yeah. be more difficult than what you're experiencing then?" Yeah, and he gives him that list. Yeah. That that list, and so you can find it in Second Timothy chapter three. Yeah, people will love 
only Lovers themselves of and themselves their money. And the, the top of the list. Boastful <laughs> and proud, disobedient. So all that stuff was happening. But look but the, at verse 5. Yep, verse 5. They will act they have, religious. Yeah, have the form But they will it. reject the power that can make them godly. Yeah. Stay away from people like yeah. that. You know what's going to make the last days difficult? It's because of the kind of people that they will be living in that day. That list talks about the kind of people that will be living yeah. in that day that will make these days are, you know, difficult and challenging. Because people think that they're saved. Yeah. People think that they're religious. Yeah. People think that they're justified in yeah. living a sinful life, but they have salvation. Yeah. And how do you convince somebody that's been told their entire life, all you have to do is say this prayer. Yeah. And you're saved. Yeah. And now you're trying to convince them to live a completely different life. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. It's, uh, the, the people, they told them that. They've been taught by the people before them to tell them that, and that they've been going for generations. It, it didn't, you know, they didn't teach them about uh, the crucified life from the get-go, right. from losing your, not your physical life, because that's not what got interested in, but the soulish life, the old identity, the old you, the Adamic nature being put to the cross, and daily, and follow me. That's yeah. what Jesus said. That's the cost of following Jesus. Yeah. So the Christianity of today will be these uh, days that basically that uh, make it very difficult. We're busy. Who is it? Cody? She won't. Perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's all good. It's not even for me. <laughs> I think the the enemy just uh, didn't like what we were talking because He's I was upset. about to say something. Yeah, no, it's okay. You're still gonna say it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's still. But I feel like uh, you know. It's okay. We're not cutting it. Huh? We're not cutting it. From uh, well, I mean, from the podcast. No, we're not because. I mean, I think it's important for people to, to understand that there is, or maybe we'll get into this, I don't know if yeah. we have time today, but the people understand there's such thing as spiritual warfare. And when you're coming against the <laughs> enemy, there are, like, yeah. this is not the first time we've exper we've experienced on so many levels, this is something very subtle, but, yeah. for, you know, we're in the middle of us making, having a powerful conversation. Um, or get distraction. I've never, ever one time got someone knocking on my door to deliver mail i have a mailbox yeah that's that's uh, that's an enemy attack it's so amazing yeah so I'm, I'm we're keeping it we're not cutting it okay <laughs> oh a good call but you know just talking about people being taught certain ways for a long time and what happened is they're just mimicking the people before because it worked for them but what does god say in his word you know, when you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you will be saved. Not just your Savior from the powers of hell yes. and the fires of hell and eternity, but you're making him your Lord daily, yes. and that part is not taught. And what is Lord in today's vocabulary? Because we don't use the word Lord mm -hmm. in today's vocabulary. So if you were to define the word Lord using vocabulary that we use today, how would, yeah. what would that word be? So the, the Lord 
means you know the person that's going to follow that that lord he's you know uh, basically uh a slave of that master yeah of, of that lord yeah you and know paul, or still many it's times his, yeah, servant i would say yeah paul many times refers to himself as a servant or a slave of jesus christ of jesus christ it's, yeah it's not not, to, not in a modern way and and human understand but the idea is your will is swallowed in the will of your master you have no will in your own. If he's your Lord, that means you have to follow him all the way and what he says. Why are you calling me Lord, Lord, and you don't do the things that I say? Right. In Matthew 7, many yeah. at that day, the day of judgment, would say to me, Lord, Lord, isn't it in your name? We prophesied, we cast out demons, we did great things, miracles, and I will declare to them, depart from me, you workers of iniquity i never knew you you never been mine mm. it's a lip service but you never made me the lord of your life lives and you didn't follow me and you didn't you know you just obeyed the things that will make you feel good and it benefits you but not the hard ones mm. crucified life walking in holiness walking in victory and all these kind of things these even topics you don't see them taught from the pulpits today when was the last time that you heard about the holiness of god the fear of god crucified life say no do not love the world neither the things in the world yeah. so uh, these kind of things it doesn't tickle the ears and also you know they don't draw a crowd because yeah. people they just want to love their lives and their sin and the the things that they do but they are on the fence they are not all in. You cannot be on the fence with God, either in or out. Yeah, and that's the danger of not being ready for the second coming of Christ, that will be imminent at any minute. When we say imminent, it was two thousand years ago, but it's we are two thousand years closer. Yeah. So we said that imminent in the time of Paul and Peter and the disciples, and it's imminent now. He could come at any time, and the danger is. If you are not with the five wise versions, yep. your lamps are lit and you're awake and you have extra oil. So talk about that parable. So so was it a parable or a story? It's a parable. So Jesus told that parable. Yeah. Briefly summarize it and, and give me your um, interpretation of that parable. That parable has been understood for so many years and in many you know, uh, so so say the, say the parable first. So that okay, we, the so parable is say Jesus said that that the kingdom of God is likened into a ten virgins that went out to meet the bridegroom, and while the bridegroom, you know, delayed his coming or you know didn't come, ten of them they fall asleep, and at the middle of the night there was a cry: the bridegroom is coming, you know be ready and what happened the 10 versions they started to you know prepare themselves for going in with the bridegroom and five of them they had extra oil with their lamps and the other five that jesus is calling them the foolish ones and the wise versions and the foolish versions and the five wise ones they had extra oil with their lamps and then the, the foolish ones what made them foolish not being sleepy mm. because 10 of them they slept not being 
having no lamps because the oh, 10 of them, gosh. they had that and they was lit for a while. But the extra oil, that's what the, the dicey thing and that's why the interpretation of that, a lot of people along the years, and I believe that for so many years, this five unsaved, not preparing to go with Jesus when he comes, and five saved. Or five un, not in the church, secular, and five... Yeah, whatever they yeah. say, you know, believers, non-believers, saved or lost. Yeah. But to be honest, when you study that, honestly, and you let the Holy Spirit lead you what Jesus meant by that, that's very dangerous. The teaching of the five foolish virgins are not believers, that's very dangerous. Because mm. in matter of fact, when you study, yeah. that's, that's the call for the church to be a bride without wrinkle or yeah. spot. The unsaved people, they were never been called uh, uh, a virgin, yeah. according to Ephesians 5. So that, that's the thing. It's, are they believers? They're not ready, and they will be left behind? That's yeah. very, very dangerous. You have to study that and let the Holy Spirit lighten that to you from the passage from uh, Matthew 25, verses 1 to 13, where the purple yeah. is. Yeah, it's... And 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 I, I I don't know if you just said this or not, but the the oil that's described is the the oil of intimacy. Intimacy, yeah. So that's yeah. that's right. I love that because basically being ready, ridding yourself in the secret place, and being in the secret place of the Most High, that's what you are buying oil from. Because while they left, if you remember in the parable, the the five foolish ones, they said to the five wise ones, give us from your oil because our lamps is about to be, you know, turned off. And yeah. there's no lights. He said, we cannot share that oil with you because it's not enough for us, for us and you. Yeah. So go and buy oil for yourself. Yeah. And while they're doing that, the bridegroom came, the ready ones, which is the five wise virgins, they had extra yeah. oils. They went to end with him. And the other ones came and knocked when they bought oil, but it was too late and said, Master, you know, open for us. And what did Jesus say? You know, he said, and they would hear that, that depart from me. I never knew you. Yeah. Wow. That's, it's, I think it's very interesting. And knew you in a personal way, an intimate way. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they take this and say, oh, here it is. In the parable that Jesus never knew you. They are not believers. No, no, no. You have to study the word new. And the... Uh, oh. And actually, in the Greek, it t talks about not knowing of them or not having a relationship at some points with them that we don't know each other in a level of that, wow. you know. And, and that's the danger of, of that parable. Because if you understand, this is unprepared so-called believers, I you think know. it's so interesting how we started off talking about your life pre-19 and post-19 yes. and we're coming back to this yeah because, because it's all connected your so. life pre-19 pre-2019 oh was the five foolish virgins absolutely it was, it was doing but was running on empty because i didn't have that oil of intimacy so now i think it's a perfect segue into briefly talk about what happened in that time just yeah. real briefly so that way we can get into what God has been doing and yes. the, the revival that's been happening here in Orange County um, over the last few months. Glorious. Amen. <laughs> yeah, with, with that time, it was, I was waiting for January 1st, 2019, because as I told you, it was hunger struck in my heart. 
that I want to know the God that I'm serving. But I was so busy serving at the end of 18 because, you know, everybody knows that pastors in November and December, they're just extremely busy with all the events of the end of the year, you know, the Thanksgiving and Christmas and between and different events and things like that. So I was postponing that until things slows down so I can't take a sabbatical and spend time with the Lord. It was still challenging what I'm going to do in this time because I never had that time, as I told you. Yeah. But once I started to do that, and it was challenging. One hour was too long. It's what, what I'm going to do in this hour. Do I read the Bible? Do I pray? Do I listen to a message? You know, mm. I, uh, I started really showing myself in, and one hour that was challenging yeah. turned to be two hours, three hours, 10 hours, up to 16 hours a day. I canceled all in weeks. I canceled all my activities. I'm going out only on Sunday to minister to the churches morning and evening that I pastor on Sunday. Wow. Unless it's a medical appointment or something urgent of meeting you know, somebody. But I started to value the secret place. When I received, I started to love that secret place, that dark room in my recliner and in the floor, and worshiping God reading the word, praying in the spirit, taking communion daily, not as a pastor. By the way, you can take communion daily. There is no place in the Bible say you cannot only you can only take it within the body. There is a place for it. But there is no place say that you cannot do that. Yeah. As an individual. Actually, um I was reading Because that's a big debate. It's, I was reading I think it was um I think it was in Acts. Yeah from the TPT translation, and he said they were gathering in each other's houses daily yeah, and breaking. taking communion. Yeah. And, they, and, it talks, and, and it says that daily in that same sentence, but regardless of that... Um, but people would say because the apostles were there and the, that's the beginning, yeah. that's the church. It's, it's not about it's, this, it's, but it's, you can take it without a pastor being there or without anybody being there between yeah. you and the Lord. I think, know, that a, I think it's definitely a conversation for another time. Yes, but I think the but important just wanted thing to, touch to notice, to, to remember is acknowledging the work that Christ did. Yeah. The, the value of acknowledging the finished work of Christ yeah. on a daily basis right. is invaluable. Yeah. Because it puts everything in perspective. Exactly. When, we are, when we remember what we're doing on earth, hmm. that we gave our lives to God, and that this life is short and brief. Yeah. It puts all the current circumstances into perspective. Oh yeah. And so I think it's really important whether you know, whether you're doing it with uh, you know, um the, the the sacraments, yeah. or if you're just meditating on the finished work of Christ, it's so important to as a believer to spend that time every day, yes, multiple times a day remembering that cuz yes. That is that is you the foundation to. of our faith. Yeah, you have to because the word is going to swallow you. And the thief who came to steal, kill, and destroy, you cannot talk about these beautiful things without talking about John 10.10, my favorite verse in the whole New Testament. I have a lot of them. The whole word of God is awesome from Genesis to Revelation. But what I always call John 10.10 is the agenda of Satan and the agenda of God or Jesus. Because when he... Divide this verse to two, and it is. Yeah. Jesus said in that, uh, when he was talking about the good shepherd himself and people are sheep, he said, the thief 
comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they might have life and might have it more abundantly. Mm. So the idea is the, the enemy, Satan, the enemy of God and the humans, he, he came to steal the life people, the destiny, the effectiveness, the physical life, their families, their finance, their effectiveness, their time with the Lord, their purpose, everything. He's a thief. He doesn't have any mercy. He just want to grab everything. Mm. And if he can take your life early, if you're foolish enough to be all in for Satan and reject the salvation that's offered through God, uh, through Jesus Christ, you will just you will lose your physical life because you say the thief comes only to steal yeah that's material things and the things that he can steal here and then kill that's physically and destroy eternally yeah. in sequence like that but he has to steal first your mind your your life and then kill you physically because you've been sold out to him whether you like it or not you know that's either for god or for satan there is no other power there is no between and then destroy your eternity with him in hell by alluring you, by giving you pleasurable things, by, you know, uh, just deceiving you and lying at you because lies I'll and even, deceives are I'll his nature. i the word by blessing you. Oh, yeah. Satan can bless can, people And give also. you gifts as well. It's not, yeah. It's not He's a wicked father. He, you are from the, your father, the devil. Yeah. So if, the devil is called father by Jesus and he knows how to give good gifts but these gifts has a price tag attached to them, which is your eternal soul. So people, they think they say, I have it all together. Look at the Christians. They are struggling. I'm not, not, not a believer and have everything that I need, the, the house of my dream, the, the relationship, the money, the cars, uh, everything. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Christian, they don't have it. It's available and Jesus paid for, you know. But that's not our you know, the things that we pursue in this earth is not, Jesus. Yeah, is the, is, yeah. and he, he gives those gifts yeah. as it's needed. But but I think just going back to the secret place, yeah. the Lord taught me and his heart cry was for intimacy. And he said the key is intimacy. The secret is in the secret place. Mm. He said that's where people, as you were asking me earlier, what the secret of what of salvation of uh, you know victory of uh, prosperity of walking your destiny everything that god has for you it's in that Peace, place love yeah. joy security yeah. protection safety exactly read yeah. psalm 91 with all the things in the secret place the blessing of the secret place it, it's awesome it, he lays it what you said the list of it yeah. he just said but this is what god wants us to do and as he told me to tell the people not that these kind of things is not in the Bible, but basically it's uh, uh, to encourage other people to come and spend time with him in the secret place. And if my people give me one hour mm. of the 24 hours that I give to them, because whenever we cannot get this in our own, every morning when you wake up, whatever yeah. time you wake up, you're receiving brand new 1,440 minutes yeah and god is asking you for 60 of his time i say oh wow i want to give god my tenth two hours and 40 minutes a day it's, if you can do that that's amazing and i'm telling you it's rewarding but god's asking for it just couldn't you stay with me for one hour jesus said to the three disciples in the gethsemane 
when he was facing the last hour and his sweat was coming down as blood because of the intensity of facing the cross, not the fear, yeah. but the sinless Son of God is going to become sin in a few hours. But Jesus, the Lord said, I want them to, to come to the secret place where they're going to stay with me. That could be, by the way, a place. Is, it doesn't have to be secluded place where you can do that, but it's preferred to be a quiet place, whether in your car, in the park, in some place. I but think we I talked loved about it. this earlier, too, and I think yeah. that the... It's, it's funny how we will spend six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day working, working. on our business. Mm. Um, but when it comes to spending one hour with God, challenging. There, it's very challenging. And I think you said something that was that stuck with me and I, it, it came up right now. It's just it, it's a matter of perspective and, and how you value yes. things of God. So if I do I value, do I think that spending Ten hours on my business yeah. is going to be bring be more Plus valuable yeah. than spending one hour with God. And what I've noticed, because I know you've been sharing this message that's that's that 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 God's put on your heart about the yeah. secret place, you've been sharing it with people because they saw the are, value of that. You saw the value, but I, I've noticed in the people that have actually Cat. received that, yeah, and started doing it. I mean, even Gerald noticed. Um, yeah, a a difference in when I'm dedicating that time yeah. and spending that time with God, God honors that. Not only am I benefiting because I am in the presence of Almighty God yeah. and I but get to commune not there. with Him, we're, but He also honors it and blesses that time and 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 gives you a double portion yes. on, on the back end because He's a good Father and He's not, you know, He doesn't acquire that. Uh, hour to torture us and and just you know cause us to to miss the good things he wants to give good gifts so what happened is if we know the value of spending time in the secret place that the favor that we get from god but again i'm not getting to secret place to get something from god i'm going there to know god yeah before it's too late of serving and living for a god that we don't know personally and that was the danger of my life, you know, yeah. of, of serving a God that I read about him in the Bible. I heard about him in sermons and I preach about him, but I never knew his actually heart and his character as it's mentioned in the Bible. Yeah. And that's when God, you know, extended this invitation to me. And I'm so glad I did. And in a way, in 2019, to go, to go to the secret place and sit with him and he shared secrets because the secrets of the Lord is for those who spend time with him because love for God spelled T-I-M-E. Mm. Don't tell me that you love me, but also, you don't want to spend time with the ones that you love. O-B-E-Y. O-B-E-Y. Without the E in the end. Sorry. <laughs> O-B-E-Y I can't spell That's four letters too yeah. See, I, Exactly yeah. Obedience yeah. Which is totally In the book of John It said you know, If you love me You obey my commandments Love is equal obedience Love is equal time Is spent with God But uh, that's why When Martha was so busy Doing things for Jesus And for his disciples And cooking and all this And she said to the Lord Lord don't you care that I'm busy doing these kind of things alone, ask, you know, tell my sister to come and help me. Yeah. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are worried 
about so many things, but yeah. one thing is needful. It's not one kind of food is needful, as some preachers say. One, one thing, what? one kind of food is needful. He said, "Yeah, oh. he said one thing is needful, mm. but uh, uh, some people they interpret that oh, Jesus is telling Martha, don't do like five dishes, just do one. Yeah. It's enough, and come and sit. No, no, no. One thing is needful. Is he's talking about take advantage that I'm here." And Mary has chosen the good portion that will never be taken from her. He's talking about her being set at the feet of Jesus, you know, and she was listening to her. Yeah. Battery? Yeah. How much time do we have? So in case we do shut down, um, in case we do run out of battery, I want to just have um, just a wrap-up. Yeah. Um, So... I mean, I think we were definitely expecting um, to go into more things, but but God, <laughs> maybe some other time. But God brought. I I, I truly believe that these were were um, was God's heart for this podcast. That's true. Uh, for this episode. Yeah. Um, so, I'm. If we can tie it to to what's happening today briefly, yeah. when you walk in these kind of, uh, just walking in your destiny from that springs out from the secret place and learn how to be in the presence of God, worshiping him, praying in the spirit, reading the word, taking communion daily, mm-hmm. listening to him. He's going to guide you and open doors for you. And you will walk in what he has for you mm-hmm. every step of the way. It's not going to happen automatically. There was supposed to be obedience mm-hmm. because that's how God is going to show the next uh, step as you go. And that's why we're seeing revival and we're seeing people getting it. And basically, just the, the Lord been opening so many doors with the people to catch the fire of spending time in the secret place. You were serving a God that you didn't know. And then 2019, when God revealed to you all these things about the secret place, and you started spending time with God. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one hour turned to two hours, turned to four, turned to, you know, yes, to many absolutely. hours. So many hours, yeah. What was I got it t- addicted. <laughs> so, so what happened? I mean, was what happened after that? What happens when you spend that much time in the presence oh. of God? Oh boy, uh, favor, power, victory, understanding—all the blessings that you were saying about—I started to walk in these. My preaching was different. My witnessing and sharing the gospel and ministry was different. My relationships were different. The depth. The leading of the Holy Spirit speaking to people's life. Um, favor. Mm. It's a huge thing. Because one day with favor, I heard that statement before, or just saying one day with favor is better than a thousand with labor. Because mm. when God gives you favor with, with himself and with man, yeah. you know, as people in the Bible, it was saying that, said of Jesus, about that in Luke 1 and 2, and with John the Baptist as well, with other people, the favor of the Lord will cover you. So you will go out and ministering in power. There's no fear of circumstances, of missing it. There's no guilt, shame, condemnation. All that's been dealt with in the secret place. Now they are not looking over your shoulder. You're walking in holiness. You're walking in power. I'm not saying we all get it together in the first week or a couple of weeks. It's something that we are grow into it. But it springs out from intimacy because God is going to, um, because of his holiness and he's spending 
this time in the secret place of a holy God, you know, you will catch that fire of holiness and you walk in it yeah. in your daily life. It def definitely made a huge difference mm. of m in my life and ministry, my personal life and walk with God, because that's why I say that my life was pre-2019 and post-2019, because yeah. the change was like from day to night. Or from night to day, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just reminded of, um, is it Psalms or Proverbs? I got to get better yeah. at this. But where it says, don't, don't, don't walk with the, with the scoffers. Don't sit in the seat yeah, of someone. Mockers, yeah, someone. Someone. Yeah. And and pretty much it, it's where this concept and this idea was adopted from, where it's, you are who you spend, you become the sum average of the people yeah. that you spend the most time with. Yeah. So. If you're spending time with God, yeah, it is inevitable, yeah, that you will be transformed into the image of Christ, and that's the goal for every believer is to be yeah. transformed into the image of Christ. Yeah, remember so, Moses? Yeah, when he spent time with the Lord, and he came from that mountain, his face was shining. He didn't know it, but the people that they saw him, the people of Israel, they they were so like very shining, mm. you know. He had to put a covering, but that's when you spend time with the Lord in the secret place. In speaking of that, I'm reminded with uh, uh, a lethal weapon that we have called fasting, and is not taught much. Mm. If you combine the secret place, the prayer, and the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, reading the Word of God, and worshiping, and taking communion, and listening to God with the uh, a season of fasting, that would be unbelievable open heaven because I experienced that in my yes. life in 2020. I'm so glad that you said that. Because yeah, because I've, I've, I've been some experiencing seasons, that yeah. too. I've, I've been experiencing the benefits of fasting. I've never fasted prior to this yeah. this last couple months, and I've, <laughs> I'm, I'm just shocked at yeah. how... It's not easy when you have food all over it's the place. Not, especially when you love food as much yeah, as I yeah, do. <laughs> all of us, it's like, you know, yeah. it's just your stomach grinds. But the thing of fasting is, it's an amazing thing not to torture the body. It's even healthy, but that's not the, the benefit of it. It's the spiritual calling of humbling ourselves and saying no to the most important thing as human beings to, be, to survive because I'm seeking a higher... Uh, goal in my life and a higher thing that I'm willing to die. So say I'm fasting for the sake of direction in a certain decision in my life. That's I'm telling God, this is more important to me to to hear from you and be guided by the Holy Spirit and not missing it than even if I'm willing to die for that. So I'm depriving myself from food and substance mm. and for the sake of seeking you. And that's, to be honest, at the time of fasting, God turns his face toward you in an amazing way I've he will smile and i can see his compassion it just he calls god like a child do you remember when like children mm. they sit on the lap of their dad or mom and they, the mom or dad talking to somebody and then the kids put the, their <laughs> face i love this scene it's like you know like look at me it's just like they're busy about them i feel like fasting that's what it does to god it's his tender heart comes and there's certain challenges like spirits and demonic strongholds and and uh, uh, things that we have in our lives that have been sitting for so many years and not moving that cannot come out spirit except by prayer and fasting. In Matthew 17, Jesus said, 
to the disciples when they were asking him about why we couldn't cast out the demons on that boy mm-hmm. when you were up there with uh, yeah, Peter, John, and James, the transfiguration, John 17. He said, these spirits or this spirit doesn't come out yeah. except by prayer and fasting. And I think Jesus, uh, Jesus did not, Jesus assumed that we would fast. He took it for granted that we would fast because he said, yeah. when you fast, yeah, not he if. didn't say if you fast. <laughs> yeah, so that's it's not true. optional to fast. Yeah, it's, see, it's, but it's, the it's church made of, it uh, an optional. Yeah, when you it, feel like it, but mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, when you read the book of Acts and you read about the woman and men of God that God used all this generation, they were women and men of prayer and fasting. Yeah. So there's something about fasting that church has to teach, not in the beginning of the year, the 21 fast, day fast, not something that out of religiosity and uh, obligation and just certain things, you know, that we... We feel like that God is obligating us to do that. Yeah. But it's not a ritualistic thing that we need to do. For th- but who, it's actually a, out of love. Who, who's a good uh, resource that you can recommend for the audience to, to learn more about fasting? Uh, there's uh, a few uh, people online. Mm-hmm. I remember Pastor F- Vlad. Uh, I don't remember his last name. It starts with S. Okay, Vlad. So, I, I know who you're talking about. We'll, yeah, we'll, but we'll I think it's the, he's one of a kind. We'll so, but he, he, this topic of fasting is is big, and I love his teachings from scratch for the beginners and all kind of fasting and yeah. teaching. He's an authority on that to me. Yeah, yeah. Never met him personally, but maybe after this podcast, I will do. Yeah, it's yeah. it's Vlad um, Savchuk. Yeah, and his his Instagram handle is Vlad Hungry Gen. Oh, so the hungry generation, hungry generation. We have so a glory generation, glory. Joshua generation. <laughs> we're glory and gen, and he's hungry gen. Yes, we, yeah, that's that's awesome. I can I can dig that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, to be honest, that, that's that's a key. Yeah. That's what got me to the secret place. Hunger. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, because they shall be set, felt. They shall be satisfied. Mm. But it's a key. To get into the things of God, you have to be hungry for them. People are hungry for relationships, for money, for pleasures, for material stuff. They're hungry for it. It makes their eyes pop up when they hear certain things. I want that. I want that house on the beach. I want that car. I want that relationship. I want that business. I want this. I want that. But if they say the same thing and they desire God more than any other thing and they desire him, oh, you have to buckle up because the verse in Psalm 37, 4 said, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. That's a loaded verse right there. Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord. Make him your delight, your first pursuit, the love of your life. And then when you come and he becomes your delight, your only thing that you desire, one thing that I desire from the Lord, said in Psalm 27, at the end of that uh, ver- you know, yep. psalm, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord, said David, then mm-hmm. uh, to uh, just look at his face or meditate at the beauty of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, when God sees a person like that, guess what? His heart will be full of joy, mm-hmm. and he will 
give good gifts for those who wait upon him. And when I go in there for the gifts, don't misunderstand me. I'm not, again, I'm not getting there to get something from God. Yeah, I, Using I just, God. I, I, I'm there to enjoy the presence of God. And that's of the that, byproduct. Yeah, is, is we, we talked about Moses a lot. And I think a, oh, good, I love a good example of that is, is the difference between Moses and the Israelites. Moses, God was taking them to the promised land yeah. either way. Yeah. God promised them the promised land. Yes. But Moses was more interested yeah. and valued the presence of God yeah. where Israel valued the promised land. Yes. So Israel valued the promise. Yes. Moses valued the promiser. Yeah. The giver of the promise. And that's, that's why it's said of Moses, Moses knew God mm-hmm. or God has made himself to be uh, known to Moses, but he showed the people of Israel his acts. So they were seeing the yeah. acts of God. Yeah the things but god knew the person behind the axe yeah because he's spending time with them on the in that mountain 80 some years old by that time 40 days without food or drink when he read it and there is a place in the book of exodus it's uh, when he came down probably exodus 20 yeah when he came down from the mountain and it it felt like it's back to back 80 days without any yeah. 40 when he came found the people worshiping that idol yeah. that Aaron made and he said he went up to the mountain to pray for them it's just like sound to me like there's no much time left between these 80 days for that yeah. 80 some years old yeah you know yeah he's the most active and healthy 80 year old that <laughs> that's ever yeah but Caleb was the same thing that yeah. went to Joshua he said I'm 85 years old to give me this mountain yeah. God is not a respecter of person nor age yeah, he can accelerate things for you, but it's it's about you know us seeking God. But talking about God bringing them out of Egypt, there's a key verse to say when God brought them out of Egypt, I brought you out of Egypt to myself on the uh, eagle's wings, and I brought you into myself. He was not bringing them to a place in the first place; he was bringing them to himself to get to know them him as moses knew him yeah. and they were all invited but nobody pursued that except you know moses yeah no I, I remember um god wanted to god wanted to reveal himself to israel and yeah. out of fear they told moses no he wanted to dwell you go yeah that. and they talk wanted, to god wanted to dwell among them and it was such a it was to me it was so revealing of god's personality i just saw him excited yeah. um to almost like i saw like a wedding day and the bridegroom just excited to to, to see his bride and to yes. reveal himself to his bride and the bride is like no 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 yeah you know i don't yeah it was it was it was it was very indicative of god's personality and at the same time of 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 the human condition of mm-hmm. not not grasping not understanding the yeah. privilege that we have it's just if people knew god in that level that moses and enoch and joshua and Paul and the people of the old and the new will be desiring that secret place. We're not finding boring. We will run into it. If we knew what's awaiting us in that secret place of God opening his heart and sharing his secrets, because in the the quietness and in the listening part, as I told you that God taught me five things to do in the secret place, and he called it the hour of power, and I took the word power even and made an acronym out of that. So, but the sequence of it, 
that God told me to, to do is the first the first segment is to come and worship me. Mm-hmm. That means sit on my lap and meditate in my awesomeness and know who I am and what I'm capable for. What's my character? That's what worship is. It's not songs. It's not like lifting something. It's just gazing into God mm. and joining the angels of seeing the holiness of God. Mm. And then the second thing, pray in the spirit. Let the Holy Spirit, others come through your vocal cord and start to pray in the spirit mm. and let the Holy Spirit lift prayers in your behalf and interceding in your behalf according to uh, Romans 8 verses, I think, verse 27. Because mm. we don't know what we pray for, but the Holy Spirit takes hold of us yeah. in our weakness and pray in our behalf. And then the third thing, the Holy Spirit will lead you and drop a passage into your heart or a verse, uh, you know, to read at that day. That's different than your daily reading and devotional. Mm. I don't know what I'm going to be reading when I go to the secret place. A lot of people, they think devotional thing. Oh, I'm in Mark 15. Today's Mark 16 because I finished that. How about if God wants you in Amos 3 today or Exodus, Exodus 25? So, oh, I don't know about that. So can God tell you something to read for this day? Yes, this is our daily bread. To be honest, I love this. When I say, God, what, what do you want me to read? And that's not myself telling me that. Now I can discern the voice of the Lord and say, I want you to read this. And I go there. Boy, I find something that I need that day. The first words, the first verse sometimes. Yeah. I remember one time I got a passage and I don't know what's inside of that. Usually, I, I know roughly the you know the chapters or the incidents or something like that. Not fully, but in most cases. Yeah. But I went to that passage, and the first word in that verse, it was unbelievably. I was on my face. It ministered to me. That's what I was needing. It was like like a treasure, like gold. I've experienced that, in and the it's amazing with you. And it's been, it's been. I can't even describe it. Just God speaking to you through his word and directing you to certain places in his word. Yeah. And it's like not even a chapter or a book that, that, that you would that pick even for that day. Think of, yeah. Um, or a chapter and you go and it's like, God, it's like, wow. And that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit who knows it's, our needs. It blows my if mind. If we led by the Holy Spirit, we're not going to worry. It's just like, yeah. oh my goodness, what do I eat to? I mean, uh, uh, read today. Some yeah. people say, okay, I'm going to open my Bible and whatever comes now, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what did, what was the, um, what was the byproduct of, so we've been talking about the secret, <laughs> secret place. What was the byproduct of, I know you said that your, your ministry was more effective. I know you said that your relationships, you're, you're hearing from God, yeah. you're, you're speaking even. Um, so what, what, what else happened um, after that, that shift from knowing of God to, yeah. to actually knowing God, hearing from God personally? Mm. Where, where did that take you on your life journey? Oh, my goodness. I think there's three words comes to mind. It's transformation, mm. it's restoration, and it's acceleration. And I need another podcast to expound on these, but just to say something about them, what happened Total transformation of my thinking and walk with God, character, you know, things, negative and fears and anxieties and condemnation. It's, it's still like all this been dealt with and 
removed and now I have peace, love, tranquility, effectiveness, and all these kind of good things, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And then the other one is restoration of lost opportunities, lost years, lost finances, material things, lost you know uh, relationships, and all these kind of things because God restored the years that the locust has eaten. And that was my biggest thing. I wish I knew that in my 20s and my this and my that. But the, the amazing thing that God can restore whatever the enemy has stolen from you. Because he's a thief. He came to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's, and what, because the, the that's thief, what the abundant life looks like. I think yeah. it's more than just finances. It's God's restoration of, of everything. Relationships, right. time, opportunities. If we allow him. If we allow him. It said, I will restore the years yeah. that the locust has eaten. Because, we, as, again, we are linears. We have past, present, and future. We cannot retrieve two years of our lives that have been passed. Or five years and bring them to the present. But only God can do that. He will restore this, and he calls you to walk in everything that he has for you. And then the last word is acceleration. That the things that you used to take weeks and months and years, takes hours and days and weeks. So God accelerates things. He causes you to be in a place, effective in the kingdom. He can connect you with one or two persons, can change the world, and can reward you for that. The, The heavenly economy is different than this economy. You know, the, the economical system of the world is say you have to start when you're 22 or 25, start to contribute toward your retirement or do this or do that. So by the time you're 55 or 65, you're going to have this income. If you start late, I'm sorry, you're going to have half of that. If, but it's not with God. You can start today and you're 77 or you're 36 or you're 25 or whatever it is. And God can take whatever you lost and the enemy has stolen from you and accelerate things for you and that's what i'm seeing those three things in my life in this season since january 1st 2023 being here in california in orange county the transformation and my character and my walk the acceleration of things that's happening by the minute and by the day and the restoration of the things that i lost in my life it's just mind-blowing and even i'm amazed i'm looking at these kind of things it's like me meeting with these people, with that person, in that setting, in this location, in this time, whether it's in the marketplace, in a church setting, in a coffee shop, and dropping these things that will read out their lives. They get their blueprint. They start a ministry. They, uh, they get delivered from this. They, they walk in that. They teach. You never know if you're reaching the next Bella Graham or the next uh, you know, influential person, uh, Esther or Deborah or Joshua or Paul or Peter. You don't know who you're investing in. You're just walk into your destiny day in and day out and let God lead you. That's the beauty about living in the spirit versus living with a schedule, with planning your life, charting. Oh, I know what I'm going to do in the next five years. And I, so we're going to do this. We're going to grow that. We're going to there's nothing wrong about planning, but if the Holy Spirit leads you and give you the blueprint for that. But when you put your own, you're limiting the Holy Spirit. Even God himself wants to infiltrate your plan. You're shunning him out because, I'm sorry, I have a schedule. I have to go according to the schedule. But look at the life of Paul. He's rerouted so many times, and he ended up in a place where God wants him exactly to meet Lydia in Acts 16 so he can affect that region. It's amazing. Alive in the spirit, I cannot exchange that with anything. 
no ministry, no no nothing. Yeah. But I have to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit day in and day out. Don't un- misunderstand me that I got it every single day and every single time. I missed it, but I'm learning. Yeah. That how I can be led and how the flesh is creepy and how the enemy is deceitful and how my humanness wants to insert itself when God is leading me to say certain things or be in a certain place, you know. That's why you have to be discerning and walking in discernment, spiritual discernment, because it's beautiful. And that comes from? The secret place, secret place. Of the most high. There's no avoiding the secret place. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. I love the word. Once you get into it, not that you would want to avoid it, but I think... Just like your Valley. life is pre and post 2019, <laughs> my life I is going like to be pre 15. and post 2023. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's crazy to me because the way that this season happened. Yeah. And I, you know, I want to, I want to be, I want to like wrap up soon because we've been, we've been rolling for like almost yeah. an hour and a half. But yeah, that's I just want to briefly talk about this season real quick yeah. because God ordained it in the most beautiful way yeah um so you and i met um in about five years ago yeah you were down here on one of your visits yeah in 2018 that's five years yeah you're right Um, to remember we met casually it was casual uh we we didn't really connect Mm -hmm. um and then you came down for another visit and yeah we we, we spent a little bit more time together yeah that's in 21 21 yeah abe which is our, our, our mutual friend that connected us, yeah. um, reached out and, and asked if um, I would pray about supporting a ministry that you're that you that you had, God had called you to. Yes, I remember praying about it and, and getting um, feeling peace about it. Yeah, I remember right that away. time. And I gave you a call. Yes, and told you that I you know I would like to support you. God put it on my heart, and then we planned you coming down. Here back to California yeah. so that we could talk Less about here. logistics. Yeah. So we came down, we spent more time together, and that's when you introduced me to Bob. Um, for, for those of you who don't know Bob, Bob is Bob? Um, <laughs> Bob is uh, Pastor Sam's friend. Yeah, um, and but he's he, not a person, by the way. <laughs> he is. It's an acronym. He is a, a burden, an opportunity, and a boldness. Yes. For the, for, for, you have for to the, pray for a Bob every single day to have a yeah. Bob. If you want to share the gospel in the marketplace, you have to pray for a burden there for the lost. You have to pray for an opportunity, and it's all over the place, whether it's in our workplace or our families or our neighborhood. And you have to pray for boldness, yeah. for not to shy away, because you can have the first and the second and miss the third. Yeah. You can have a burden, you can have an opportunity, but it's just, I don't feel like I'm up to after doing that, but yeah. uh, you know, you not, it's you just something need, simple. Don't need Bo. I learned for, yeah. Bo is not somebody. enough. You need Bob. <laughs> yeah, yes. You need a Bob every day. Not yes, a Bo. Because yes, yeah. Bo is not enough. Yeah, yeah. A Bob. <laughs> a Bo. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so we met. So that's when we spent some more time together. And yeah, then, last year was amazing. Um, you went to your ministry and you went to Egypt. Um, that's where God called you. And we'll talk yes. about that another time. And then I was in Egypt in last July, year as well. Yeah. Um, and around that time, I had just been, the company I was working for, building my business at for yeah. the last four years, yeah. had shut down in July, three days before I left to Egypt to yes. meet with you. That's true. And um, I remember talking and praying during our visit, and I had plans. I had plans of starting up a new business, and... I was expecting to come back from my trip and everything to be 
um, smooth sailing and and just uh, just start the business up. But God had other plans. So yeah. during that time, you had to come back, and you came in and visited. And I don't yeah. even think we talked about how long you were going to stay. I think it was just no, I'm no. Come. Like I brought my suitcase for three weeks or so, a couple of weeks in what November twenty third. Just come and spend some time with us. Yeah, That's we what they say. Just, you know. So I thought a couple of weeks, three weeks, and I'll go back to the East Coast, to Virginia side, D.C. area, and see how the Lord's going to use this time before I go back to Egypt in April 27th of this year. Not knowing that from November 23rd, a day before the Thanksgiving, that yeah. Wednesday all the way to today is uh, it's actually four months today my, because it's my, March 22nd. My life was wrecked. It's, it's just like four my months. My life was in the this best is way. third of the year. <laughs> and I stayed. Had to buy some clothes, by the way. My life oh, was wrecked yeah. in the best way. We, I wasn't expecting to spend that much time with you. Oh, yeah. But it was, um, uh, it was ordained. It was appointed. Yeah. It was glorious. The, the number of, of people that the Lord Use us to minister to them, the connections, the time together yeah. on that couch, just pouring our hearts and praying every night in the beginning of the visit. And then we got so busy and ministry started to burst out of that prayer meeting on Wednesday night with 7 to 10, 12, 15 people shows up now, became regular. People getting it's, delivered, people getting their blueprints. Oh, to know what God has for them, destinies, uh, people getting their prayer language, people they're getting into the fasting, yeah. churches, you know, being affected by that, members. Yeah. It was just beautiful. And God, you cannot God even told design you, that. God told you in 2018 that you would raise a Joshua generation. Yes. And I believe what's yeah, that happened was in, is in 22. Joshua for those of you who don't know, was the one that took the Israelites into the promised land. Yeah. So one that raises a Joshua generation is raising different Joshua's that are taking yeah. different people, delivering them from their bondage, from their wilderness season, right? Yeah. Taking them from their wilderness season into their yeah. promised land. And I believe that it was strategic, not only the timing, but yeah. also the people that, that, that were invested in. Definitely. And the place, the timing, the people, it was all strategic. For me, the fact that God withheld and delayed my my work is the last since <laughs> July I haven't been working, but it was it was divine delays. And, yes. I, and I see the value in that in that time. And this if you tell so me precious. if you tell me if I could trade that time for millions of dollars, I, I wouldn't do it. Wow. It's the best investment of that i've ever made in my life was investing in this yeah. my, my life was changed I, yeah. I i entered into a deep relationship with god mm. hearing from god being led by the spirit of god That's and awesome. truly I, I i truly believe the same thing that happened with you yeah, absolutely. in 2019 it happened with me and it's happening your with season has the beginning come. of my journey yeah you see um, your time of visitation and that's what i appreciate about you so much because you know most of the people would panic during these times of you know uh, just a lack of finances and waiting for their business to start. And it's just the, the, the enemy with the doubts and the discouragement. It's not an easy season in an easy area. Anybody will leave, dash the whole thing and just say, it doesn't work. I've been praying for this and I'm waiting and I got a, you know, a promise from God or a call 
and now I'm hitting a wilderness, you know. Uh, but what I saw in your life that, uh, the, first of all, the Lord ordained this, and also the way that you handled that time, and you saw the preciousness of that time and the value. Because, you know, money will come, and you're going to get busy again. But th that transitional time between this and that, it, that will determine the character and the way that you're going to live the next season of your life. So that was needed. That's the training one, the squeezing. Because what I, I saw this pattern in the life of the man and woman of God in the Bible, like Joseph, like Abraham, like Jacob, like Jeremiah, or uh, other people in the Bible like David. Mm. So God calls somebody, anointing them, giving them an amazing promise. Yeah. I will make you a king over your brothers. And then from that promise to the pit, from the pit to the present, to from the present to the palace, it seems like there's a refining season. Nobody escaped that. Even Jesus himself, not that he needed to be refined, but to teach us, he went from approval at the baptism of John, approval from God the Father, this is my beloved brother, uh, son, that in whom I, you know, I, I delight. And he, the Holy Spirit drove him in, in chapter 4, verse 1 of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 1 of Luke, it says the same thing, drove him to the wilderness to be tested by Satan. So it seems like that pattern is just like he's going to give you a promise, an awesome one. He's going to test you. If you how are you going to handle that to put the character that he needs? Because character is more important to God than performance. Because you're going to miss it. So out of mercy and love from God, he has to put certain traits and you know, remove other things and place other good things and godly things. So when you walk into your destiny, you will know how to handle money, relationships, finances, ministry, and pride is not going to creep in. That's exactly what happened to me. In 2019, I shone myself in the secret place for three and a half months. Mm -hmm. And what happened is I started to walk in that power. It was amazing, mm -hmm. the promises that I got. Boom, in April 14. 2019, I got involved in a big car accident, broke my hip, my wrist, my ribs, my head. Yeah. It's It takes time to, to detail that. I had to be staying in hospitals the rest of 19, the rest of 20, and COVID had two hip surgeries, two wrist, uh, left wrist surgeries as well, recovering, massive bleeding, massive infection, all this, and related things. It just delays, but God used that time. And I came out of that time uh, refined as gold, like what Job said. Mm. So it seems like that pattern in the life of a believer. If you shun yourself in, you're going to get a goodie that you will never believe that you will be able, a calling, mm. a blueprint. It will be awesome. But guess what? You're going to hit a wilderness. That means a dry season. That when it looks like it's impossible, and I never heard from God, this cannot be true. Because mm. this is, doesn't match that. But this is the testing and the refining, and then he gets you out of that wilderness to your promised land. So Egypt, promise, wilderness, promised land. So, and that's what happened with you and me yeah. during this, you know, 
time. Thankfully, it didn't take 40 years. It took three months <laughs> for me, three months for you. Well, it seems like it's almost the same time. Well, it took 40 years for the Israelites because they were not disobedience. They were not getting it. But yeah, yeah. I um. But thank you for shortening your uh, <laughs> thank your you. time. It's well, thanks to you. So I, I again before we wrap up, I just want to sincerely thank you um, for a your obedience, your sensitivity to the spirit. Um, your willingness just to pour yourself out um, and your selflessness and um, just seeing your um, caring about your others more than yourself and, you know, sleepless nights, long days, um, long nights. And it's, uh, it's just been, it's been amazing for me to, to witness it. It's been amazing for me to, uh, to learn from, um, I'll forever be thankful for this this time that we got to spend together and uh, cherish it. And I know this is not this is not because you're leaving in a couple of days that it's goodbye, um, but you know we're gonna go on to different seasons and things is gonna change. But I'll, yes. I'll forever hold on to and value this this season that we got to spend together and wow. all the fruit that came from it. I um, thank you. I'm so grateful, more than grateful for just the Lord putting me in your life and putting you in my life in this season of my life, being a friend, being teachable, being a supporter, being catching and just hungry for the things of God. So I saw qualities in you that God can entrust somebody like you with a generation to raise your generation, Joshua generation. And I can see the acceleration that happened three and a half months. You are my reward of this visit wow. at the whole journey. So it was amazing, divine, divine appointments and destiny moments. These destiny moments, is, it cannot be orchestrated. It's only God can, can be ordained by God. And I could see it, the design time. Once I leave, this licensing for that new company on all these kind of things is going to change. <laughs> Not that you're coming out of this, but see now... You're ready to step into your next season. It's, it's going to be a glorious one. The, the things that God has in store for you, Joshua, it's amazing. And with this podcast and the, the young people that you're going to affect and uh, you're pouring your life into, whether our cousins or people uh, that you know from the church or opening your apartment for this, you know, prayer meetings and Bible studies and people coming in, it's going to be just awesome. And I'm so glad that I was witnessing that because that's... Uh, that's a history to me. I look back at these first four, three, four months of uh, 23, and as I remember every bit of it. It's like when we started, when we ended after these four months, and it's just amazing. Wow. Yeah. So I'm so grateful and thankful for you as my friend and supporter and brother and son. Not that I'm that old, but you're my son as well. <laughs> and... Uh, just love to be with you, man. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. And I'm grateful for Ape. I cannot say these kind of things without mentioning Abraham, our mutual friend who the Lord used as that stone to cause that triple effect. And that's my f favorite analogy of that. It's, it's just introducing me to you and being obedient and loving all these years. I have known him for like 19 years. And I'm so grateful for uh, Ape. Uh, just uh, how humble and awesome man of God and just the Lord is taking him in a new season with a new baby. Yeah, yeah just him and Heidi yeah, with that new family, just awesome.
I'm so glad that uh, I came to know you guys. Praise God. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being and on. Gerald. Oh, yeah. I can't forget Our about friend Gerald. Leo. <laughs> Gerald, yes. Gerald is an awesome man of God. The young man that's going to change the world for he's, Christ. He's the secret sauce. Yes. Yeah, nothing Don happens without Gerald. Yeah. Secret sauce. <laughs> I love secret that. Secret sauce. So thank oh, you, man. Gerald. So awesome man of God. Praise God. God. Thank you for thanks for the time. It was Absolutely. awesome, man. I didn't expect this. Uh, Me too. It all these directions. The it was just. It was so good. And yeah, where we we because uh, we prayed. We prayed. Yes, yeah, so I, really I really felt the presence of, of God time. during that time. I, I truly felt yes. His presence leading the yeah. conversations, bringing things up that we weren't expecting. Yeah. That's what happens, yes, man. Yes, yes, yes. That's what happens <laughs> when you live in the spirit. Yeah, it's just... Uh, I don't want to go back. Don't it. take me back. Yeah, you'll <laughs> never go back. As long as you stay in that secret place and be not being entangled, yeah. you'll never go back. It's going to be glorious. He's going to be more liked. We'll take you from one step to... It's going to be like a ripple effect. It's going to go bigger and bigger. It's going to be glorious, awesome. It's going to wow you. Like what's happening in my season right now is going to be like that. Yeah. It's like, whoa... This is impossible in the natural. That's me now here fitting this. Yeah. But just, I just want to say this real quick. The podcast is over, so whoever wants to tune out can tune out. Yes, yes, We're just yes. going to keep rolling. Because, yes. Because Thank you guys for is, watching us. This so is so good. Whether it's day or night, what country, what place, be blessed. Amen. And get into the secret place so you can walk in the, your destiny. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, walk, 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 walk